All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Occasional Sports Podcast with Dewey and Goop. I'm Dewey. I'm Goop. And we are here with a special couch edition as Goop and I are watching watching the World Series live right now. Game 7. Game 7 World Series. We'll keep you updated as it moves along. Not looking too good for the Astros right now. Nope. Headed into the ninth inning down 4-2. Four four so we'll, we'll update you as, as things go on. But, um, Not only I, is this a special couch edition, this is our special Halloween edition. It's very spooky. Andrew's full of dad jokes. (laughs) I am a dad, so I mean, you know, I found that like most of my jokes are dad jokes, Mm -hmm. and it's it's just funny how that humor is just funny now. You know what I mean? Something that comes with age, absolutely, like a fine wine. Fine wine, dad jokes and wine, absolutely. So we do since it is a Halloween edition on the. It's technically the day before Halloween. But By the time people hear this, it's it'll probably be a, Halloween. It'll be Halloween or later, but Could still be. still enjoy this. Yeah. Um, we do have some special Halloween topics, mm-hmm. um, some October topics, uh, and October and fall. That definitely means football. So we're going to talk some... When you some... say October, though, you got to understand it is the greatest sports month of the year. Why is that? Because everything's going on. You have... We are watching the World Series. Baseball is just finishing up. Yeah. yeah. We've been talking college football, professional football. Mm Mm-hmm. And the NBA season started last week. Yep. NBA is going. It's pretty much in full swing now. Got some jazz games going. Yep. Jazz are going. Um, Even for those uh, fans of minority sports. Hockey. (laughs) Hockey. Starts with the, you know. MLS Cup is finishing up. Yeah, um, they have like the uh, Premier, playoffs going. Premier League is going on. Mm-hmm. If you follow that, if you're, you know, if that's your cup of tea, it's just the greatest sports month. It, it's pretty good. It's always a toss up between October and June mm-hmm. because all these sports that are starting now are finishing up. Then, yeah, you know what I mean. And baseball's like in full swing and different things. So that, mm-hmm. that's always kind of there's, there's no football. No football, it. but it's kind of yeah. The off season, the draft had just happened, exactly. so you're kind yep. of. So you got all the off-season drama to go along with the sports going on. Yeah. Um, the worst sports month is like, it's like from the middle of July to the middle of August. Oh yeah. Where there's like nothing going on, and they're running I'd even they're put, running ads for I'd the even World put Cup like, and NASCAR. The end of June. Yeah. Because yeah. like the NBA finishes up about the first few weeks of June, so once you get done yeah. with the NBA season, like things are really dead. Yeah, they all go on holiday pretty much, yeah. and just uh, kind of take it off until the fall. Anyway, so yes, it is the best sports month of the se- of the year, and um, to go along with the um, spooky Halloween edition we have going on here, um, we wanted to talk about some memories growing up, dressing up for Halloween. I think for let's see, when did I stop trick or treating? Probably like. 11, 12. Mm-hmm. I think for at least 10 of those years, I was a football player for Halloween. Yeah, I do not doubt that. <laughs> and the years that you weren't a football player were the uh, years I was because I borrowed your stuff. Yeah. I remember being an AFK men football player one time. Davis Knight came over and gave me some official gear. like Indoctrinated you yeah, young. Young, yes. I had it on a caveman jersey with caveman pads, and I was, like, in the fourth grade. Nice. And it was awesome. And then a B, always a BYU football player. I think mm-hmm. then I remember one year I went 
I kind of did a zombie football player, you know, like with some. And make it Halloween, right? Football player. Uh, I should that would have been good, but a zombie football player did that one year. Um, I remember people being. Ba- I I saw like three or four kids be doing being Cody Bellinger this year. Really, off of the Dodgers, yeah. And so, like, yeah, baseball, being a baseball player, apparently that's a thing. Um, And I remember basketball players. I mean, obviously, Stockton Malone really big. Kids dressing up like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so dressing up as sports figures is always always a fun thing. I was a little more variety. So Mm -hmm. I had some sports figures. Hobo. One of the three stooges. (laughs) The three stooges. Uh, Ninjas. A lot of ninjas. Yeah. Well, that's kind of sports-ish. Kind of. There you go, ninjas. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is that sports? Yes, I remember that. Still got the that. ninja, you know. Yeah. So they're just cool. So that that'll work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, I was always fun, you know, dressing up as a, as a favorite sports figure growing mm-hmm. up. Um, we also wanted to talk about some scary sports figures. <laughs> <laughs> got to work on so, that scary voice there. All right. Dad. So like, who? Um, Sports figures. So, like, th- let's think of who would be the scariest players to face against to to go to to, to play face, against okay. to play against. Because my first reaction, I'm going to do a little slightly. When you said the scariest players, yeah, my mind instantly thought Dennis Rodman. Okay, but I, and, and he He's could probably kind of scary to go against. But like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Take, take it however you want. But I was thinking so, more like, okay, like oh, man, it would be terrifying to go um, against Ray him. Lewis. Like, being on the <laughs> offense and Ray Lewis is on the defense. Blitzing line. Yeah. And, like, you're a quarterback or you're the running back going up the middle. See, like, yeah. that's scary. That is very scary. Ray Lewis coming at you. Um, TJ Watt. T- or not TJ Watt. JJ Watt. JJ Watt, yeah. Who went down with an injury, done yes, for the year. Yes. I think J.J. Watt would be pretty scary to go against. J.J. Watt is one of my favorite. Yeah, he's one of my favorite (laughs) athletes, and the dude gets injured so much. Yeah, and it's really not like, like he's being a sissy or anything. It's just bad luck, bad juju. What about? I think going against Kobe Bryant would be terrifying as well. Just the Mamba mentality. Okay, yeah, I can see that, but the one I thought of, Mm -hmm. Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, very scary individual. Yeah, or he was—he might be have the best physique. Go of any a athlete I've ever seen. More old school. Uh huh. Prime time Charles Oakley driving the lane oh, and Charles Oakley, Oakley yeah. is, is between you and the basket. I think Carl Malone would also be scary. He would be very scary because he would hurt you and not Dude, care. The elbow to David Robinson. The elbow to David Robinson. His uh, karate kick layups. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just he can't get in his way because he just kick out. Now. With baseball, the only one I could think of is being on the wrong end of a Paul O'Neill tantrum. That would be oh, scary. Oh, yeah, Paul O'Neill. That was, that's a good like, one. Like, if I was a water cooler, my scary would be Paul O'Neill coming I was at thinking me. Uh, maybe, like, John Rocker. Do you remember him oh, back yeah. in the day? <laughs> like, being, like, facing him. Randy he's, Johnson. Because he's kind of psycho. I think oh. Randy Johnson on the mound would Randy be very... Randy Johnson's fast. But he has to have the mullet. Oh, yeah. Mullet Randy Johnson is that scary. <laughs> Non-mullet Randy Johnson. Not, Not so, so scary. scary. He's And he's lost about five miles an hour on his oh, fastball. Yeah. Only five, but still. <laughs> so instead of 107, All it's 102. All of a sudden, the mullet's gone, and you're just like, I think I could do this. I remember Randy Johnson could throw like 110 miles an hour on my Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Super Nintendo game. <laughs> 
That was the craziest thing. I can't thing. remember which baseball movie I watched as a kid growing up. There's always, when I was a little kid, there was the whole like. It was the rookie or. Rookie of the year, the ma- little big league where little the kid league, inherited yeah. the team, yeah, yeah. angels in the outfield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there was one where Randy Johnson, I think, was in it, and he was supposed to be the scary pitcher. Yeah. Well, he is. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true life. Yeah. Um, I, when I think of scary athletes, I remember, like, you know, remember, like, those trading cards, football cards and stuff. You get, you buy the pack. I remember when we were kids, it was, like, the 75th anniversary of the NFL football. Mm-hmm. So, they were having, like, all these throwback things, great players. And I remember getting a card of, oh, I think his name is Kevin Lambert, a, a linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, like, back in the 70s. Yeah. And, like, if you, if you don't know who this individual is, you got to Google a picture of him. Because he is missing half of his teeth. And <laughs> he plays for the Steelers, like the mm-hmm. steel, cr- steel Curtain or oh, whatever. Yeah. It's not Kevin Lambert. I don't remember. Um, Kevin Lambert's a kid we went to high school with. Really? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like some sort of contestant on like American Idol or that's, something. That's Adam Lambert. Oh, okay. Jack Lambert is this guy. Okay. Jack Lambert, Pittsburgh Steelers. Google a picture of him. Sorry about that, Kevin Lambert. That's the picture right there. Look how scary that is. That is. That's a very terrifying picture. Terrifying guy. Anyway, he is probably just. He's missing like 15 I teeth. just told you that, man. Okay. Yeah, you said a few. That's like 15. Well. They didn't. They didn't have replacements back then. <laughs> so yes, I th- like when I thought of scary, scary athletes, I thought of him immediately because mm-hmm. he looks the part. Kind of, kind of like, uh, kind of like Dennis Robin. Okay, I'm gonna throw another sport in there for scary athletes. Yeah, I'll put sport in quotes. Okay. WWE. Oh, WWE. Scary. So like, I probably I thought Triple H was terrifying. Yeah. Because like, probably because he's the bad guy, but Undertaker, Undertaker, yeah, or Kane. Like I remember when I was really little, <laughs> Undertaker and Hulk Hogan were doing a match. Yeah. I'm talking this is like Saturday him. morning. Well, like I put him in a body bag, yeah. and in my mind, because you thought my brother told me, like when you're in a body bag, you can't breathe. Yeah. And so I was worried. I was like, how can he breathe in that? Yeah. Like he's dead. Like Hulk Hogan is no more. I, I remember that. <laughs> I remember you saying that you you were literally crying because you thought Hulk Hogan had died. Yeah. <laughs> next next to Undertaker, Jake the Snake. Yeah. With Jake the, the Snake, snake bite. I think I think Kane is pretty scary. Kane, his brother. Kane, Kane was Undertaker. very scary. Yeah. I, I think but sheer just like scary facing like Goldberg. Yeah. You know, he would be scary to be on the huge. other side. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, good. One. Mike Tyson would be terrifying. Brock Lesnar. Because he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar also. We're getting into some crazy, quote-unquote, sports. Yes. Mostly just, like, psycho individuals mm-hmm. where they're head cases and they just happen to play sports. But anyway, that's that, that's some good good scary um, uh, topics there. Good, good, good scary athletes. Um, another, another Halloween topic I want to bring up. So I want you to think of, like, past great sports figures. Um, and... If they could, they would come back and haunt their team. Oh, man. Who would it be and and why? So I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. I think Lavelle Edwards would come back and haunt BYU football because they're playing so bad right now. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, the one I would think, and it's it, this is com- pure conjecture. I mean, granted, we're talking about people coming back and haunting, so yes, we're talking yes, about conjecture. Yes. But 
If Michael Jordan ever died, I feel like he would come back and haunt anyone who tries to be the next Mike. And just kind of, or even more, I think Kobe. Because yeah, yeah, Mamba, Mon Mel M Mamba, Mamba Mon mentality, Mamba. Yes, that's tough yeah. to say. He would be like, you'd never measure up to me. You yeah. know? And he'd probably like haunt people with like, F you, I'm going to score 87 <laughs> on you tonight. Even though he's a ghost and probably is at an advantage. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think um, like even... So like the four, excuse me. I guess the 49ers are playing pretty well right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Bill Belichick, he will come back and haunt everybody he's gone against. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, he's also probably one of the scarier individuals in sports. And um, <laughs> the Astros just gave up two more runs, mm -hmm. and I just heard my wife upstairs say, "Oh my gosh, she's not happy." Nope. We got a... Which, by the way, in case you guys don't know, I don't know if we ever talked about it. It's the Nationals versus the Astros in the World Series. We didn't really talk much baseball this year. Nah, uh, you know, it has its place. It does. And it's not necessarily on this podcast. And when it comes to the scary people haunting a team, I'm trying to think of people who left a team on bad terms. Like, this year with all the Antonio Brown stuff... Mm -hmm. He's probably haunting the Steelers, the Raiders, yeah. and the Patriots. Do you think Bryce Harper, Harper would be haunting the Nationals if he I could? I don't think so. You think he's happy for him? Yeah. I think he is mostly happy for yeah. him. A little little sad that he's not there, but mostly happy. Yeah, I don't think he's one that lives a life of regret. No, definitely not. And besides, he has $330 million. What are <laughs> you regretting of? Right. Um... Yeah, so I guess kind of going off that haunting thing and Lavelle Edwards haunting BYU, um, let's talk a little BYU football. Okay. So BYU had, they had some battles with some demons earlier in the season. You know, I saw a tweet that I found amazing, and it was, everyone was super excited. Like, look at the BYU year. They started bad against Utah. Yeah. Then an overtime victory at Tennessee. Overtime victory of USC. Mm -hmm. But then after that, you know, we lost. A couple to, of losses to Toledo, to USF. Yeah. Really, really bad loss to USF. And at that point, someone had said, BYU is technically two plays away from being 0-6. Yeah. Yeah. And I said that to a coworker, and he also said, BYU is a few plays away from being like 5-1. and one. Yeah, but... A lot more plays. Yeah, <laughs> like, a lot more than the like, really only a few. Like, like sense. literally, you think of like the two plays that BYU won on, like or won those two those first two games on, the Zach Wilson and Micah Simon bomb, which oh, yeah. was a blown cut. Like they, they should have lost that game, mm -hmm. right? And then in the, the USC game, like if they don't get like any one of those interceptions, yeah, one of those three interceptions, they easily could have lost. You know what I mean? So yeah. The, the, they're a lot closer to zero and six than they were to to, to, to five and one, but um, but yeah, to to to, to uh, so they were four and two or two and four, a couple bad losses, and then they come out and they beat Boise, nationally ranked. What was it, fifteen, fourteen? Yeah. ranked Boise, Cougs put it together with a third string quarterback, nonetheless. That's the crazy. There's a theme this year in all of college football. There's like a couple teams that have been getting to their third string quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been like USC and BYU. USC, BYU. Uh, Stanford, I think, had to use oh, really? a third string for a little while when they were playing USC. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm trying to think who else. Franks went down in Florida and then 
gas like went down for a little bit, so they had a third string going. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's down to second, and I think they've had to use their third string too. Oh, really? It's just like a quarterback injury year. Yeah, they've been there've been a lot of uh, a lot of other guys, but then I, it's kind of I mean not good, but. Um, a lot of these quarterbacks would probably transfer anyway. Yeah. Well, you know that's I, mean? the, I think because it may have that this has always happened, but it hasn't been as prevalent because now they have the transfer portal. So it's bigger news when someone goes yeah. down and then you're like, oh, this would have been your backup, but he left because he was not the starter. Yeah, exactly. Um, so BYU, they come out. Um, after Toledo, people were pretty upset. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, I heard a little bit, a few rumblings of fire Kalani." Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wilson breaks his hand on the last interception. Again. I thought BYU was going to pull it out when they stopped it, or when the, you know Zach Wilson had a chance there to lead him back, mm-hmm. and then he threw the interception and just didn't work out. So he breaks his hand. They bring in Jaron Hall against USF. Hall plays well. But can't get them in the end zone. Same, a lot of the same problems they've had all year. And then um, Baylor Romney comes in after Hall gets concussed and tries to lead him to victory, falls short. Mm-hmm. So after that USF game, I hear a lot of uh, a lot of fire Kalani talk going on. What, what, what were your what were your thoughts? Where were you with that? My thing with Kalani is. Before we decide to fire him, who else is out there? Yeah. Like, unless we know who would replace him, I I think we'd be stuck with a coaching search and you'd have some guy who has no experience. So then you're just having a prayer hoping that somehow we pull a needle out of a haystack and have a great coach that had no experience and we just gave him the opportunity. So you you want somebody lined up before you find somebody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's but, no but you just, Yeah, I mean, like, I can understand that. And I, I agree with you. But then, like, the counter-argument is, like, like if somebody's not doing their job, like, why keep them around, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, no, I, I agree with you. I am not of the fire calling I, I, I know a lot of people are yeah and i guess to kind of clarify because you're talking about if someone's not doing their job i don't feel like he's not doing a job like well, they're not getting just, the results they're not getting the results so i f- feel like th- unless you know someone who will get the results like kalani's doing as good as he can so you know and, and i guess i i think kalani can do better and, okay. and, that, and the biggest thing is uh is the consistency of the team is yeah. is, is so erratic um, they get you, up, they you, get up for the big games, but then they loot, they drop to Tennessee, loot. USC, Boise. Yeah, and then you, you lose to Toledo and USF. Right, that's that's consistency. Mm-hmm. That's um, as I think it was Gary. No, it was Matt Wells, um, Utah State's former head coach. He was like, he's like, we have respect for the game, and the way you show respect for the game is you sh- you respect your opponent, and the way you respect your opponent is that you prepare every week. As best as you can, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if BYU quote unquote has respect for the game or had respect for the game during those two losses. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and so if they if they if Kalani can find a way to put it together and like be consistent in that, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that that Bronco was so good at. He was so consistent, right? Yeah. But that's also the thing that people hated because like he consistently lost the big game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and the other thing is trying to figure out what part of this BYU team is the most frustrating because, like, I don't feel like it's the defense because I feel like our defense is just out on the field too much. Mm -hmm. I feel like our offense is having some struggles. 
But I don't want to, because if that's the case, then should you be pointing to fire Grimes, right. not Kalani? Or should but, you be pointing to Finer Tuiaki? Yeah, because they the defense <laughs> statistically the defense has been struggling. Yeah, I mean they've been getting the ball run down their throats for majority of the game, yeah. for majority of the season, right? Um, another another thing is, um, you know, like like the play calling or or different things on offense yeah. has been a little suspect at times. And one thing that I noticed or that I heard from some of the players after their Boise win is that yeah, they just had like a really heightened sense of urgency throughout the week. They were a lot more physical during practice, and it was like, hey, that's great. Why isn't it like that all the time? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like how come you have to have a Boise come in in order for you to get up like that. You know what I mean? Well, and so the thing that worries me is you had this, you're coming off this high of Boise. You've got a bye week. Excuse me. Sorry. It's late at night. Oh, come on, Lewis. My bad. But now <laughs> we, we've got Utah State this week. Uh-huh. And the number of times BYU has lost to Utah State recently. is way too many. Yeah. It's a cause for concern. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't want to, I don't know, like I don't want to say I'm putting Utah State down because like you said, you respect your opponents. But I feel like a lot of these losses are because BYU is not respecting Utah State as an opponent. Uh-huh. I think last year might have been the exception because Utah State was just way more talented than mm-hmm. BYU. Um, for whatever reason, although that shouldn't always be the case. Um, But, yeah, like there have been some close games and different things. And, uh, yeah, BYU just hasn't hasn't been able to put it together against them, which is is very uncharacteristic of them. Um, And I think that, um, you know, moving into this weekend, I think this will define the season, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of talked about that before that this that would come down to this game. but I, I think it's just emphasized these even more. Um, like if they win this game, they could they could potentially win out. Yeah. Because they got their next four games. Um, I guess San Diego State's ranked. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got their next three opponents are all you know below average for sure. They'll be favored in all of those, and they should win each each and every one of those. So I, this this is kind of the turning point. Like, are you going to finish? You know, seven and five, or you're gonna. If they win out, you could potentially be eight and four. Mm-hmm. You know that, which is huge, especially with how they started the season. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is it's a big game coming up. Problem is, you know who we really need to be talking about this? Josh Camp, insider Josh Camp. Yep. He's a little more of the optimist. <laughs> Camp probably hasn't winning out for yeah. sure. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm probably going more towards the. Uh, they're gonna be limping and struggling. The, to the end of this season. Yeah. Um, I will give it to you, though. You did predict a Zach Wilson injury in our I pregame did. show. <laughs> uh, that was – yeah, I did have that. Yes, he did. Um, and the – a lot of this next game is going to come down to the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone's been hyping Utah State's quarterback. Quarterback, yes. Um, Love. Love. I can't even remember his first Jordan? name. Jordan Love. He – has not been playing as well as he did last year. No. Um, he's thrown a lot. He Last year, he hardly threw any picks. He's thrown a lot more this year. Um, a lot of people think it's because the people around him aren't as good, and so he's taking more chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not being as, uh, as, as careful with the ball because he kind of has to be, you know? Yeah. Well, and sometimes I always wonder, like, that first year you are new, you're yeah. something – that people don't know. Yeah. And then they have an off season to come at you and be like, okay, we're going to prep. And so like yeah. going to the NFL, uh, 
Griffith the third. RG3, yeah. RG3. His rookie year in the NFL really was really good. But then teams had a chance to zero in. And I feel like Kaepernick, his yeah. height was that first year. And then after that, teams yeah. are like, we're going to study well, you, you. And we we now kind of... We can even see that with Baker Mayfield this yeah. year. He's been sucking it up. Not doing good. And also... Um, but then, and then likewise, Lamar Jackson's having a lot of success. Yeah. Will that continue? Will that continue on to next year? Probably not. As he he only for him. got just a few games in last year. So mm-hmm. this may be his second year, but it's still pretty yeah. much like a rookie year as a starter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it's kind of that element of surprise. And so for Love, teams have been able to zero in on him. Yeah, and maybe that's um, that's why we've seen so many so much success from so many backups this year in college football. Again, yeah. that unknown factor. Um, and you know, big big question is Baylor Romney re- led BYU to the Boise State victory. Um, there were times there where they looked super good. Like like they they were clicking on all cylinders, you know they were doing everything right, um, but Jaron Hall is has passed concussion protocol. He mm-hmm. should be available to play. Who would you start at quarterback, Hall or Romney? See, because I, really, I heard I heard Steve Young earlier this week choose Romney. Yeah. See, I really don't know because watching that Boise State game, mm-hmm. there was a flow that mm-hmm. was there that hadn't been before, and the flow I thought was there was Bushman and Romney. They mm-hmm. were in sync. They were routes, placement yeah. of the ball, and they got Bushman involved that I have not really seen him involved in mm-hmm. in a while. So I would lean so towards Romney. Yeah. That, that, that's a good point. I I would personally go with Hall still because yeah. he is the better athlete. He is the better yeah. the better player. Um I think a lot of the success from the game from the Boise game was because of the coaches, the scheme, the yeah. play calls, right? That was also a huge factor. And I think if you had that those same calls with Jaron Hall, you would have seen the same results, right? Mm-hmm. But I think um I think they put more focus on on their scheme and their play calls instead of just relying on like, hey, you know, we're just gonna let Jaron go win it for us or, yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who trots out there on the field. I would expect to see Hall personally, mm-hmm. but um, you know who knows. And Utah State's coming off a, a tough loss. They got Air whooped. Force, they yeah. got whooped pretty good by Air Force. Um, so that will be be really interesting to see how that goes. And we come in with some breaking news. <laughs> the Washington Nationals are your World Series champions. Sorry, Bryce Harper. Um, I feel for you. Yeah. I really, I do feel for you, Bryce. <laughs> Hopefully you listen to this. They, uh, yeah, that would be sweet. Shout out to Bryce Harper. Sorry we don't have time for you. Um, oh, I just got my oh, ESPN alert on my phone. That's but what we the, used for the breaking news. <laughs> right? The uh, Washington Nationals just beat the Houston Astros. Every game was won by the visiting team in this World Series. Hell yeah. No, home team didn't win. Just pretty the- crazy, but um, the Nash, the Astros, they were the best team in the in baseball for most of the season. Just uh, couldn't yeah. put it together. Jason Verlander choked last game. Oh yeah, he he, he hasn't won a World Series game in his career. Um, you know, they they have some uh, big players that are uh, both teams have some big players. Their contracts are up in the offseason. Free agents, so see. it'll be interesting to see what happens. So say, officially, baseball season is over. And if you didn't even know it began, good on you. you. No, no, I, I like baseball. I really do. Um, I kind of, 
I like it because I liked it as a kid. The experiences I had it as a kid. There's something about the pastime. It's a nostalgia factor. That's what it's been living off of that for years. I read one of the books I've been reading lately is actually called Shoeless Joe. It's the book that Field of Dreams was based off of. Nice. And it's just so much writing about nostalgia baseball, the 1920 Cubs. There was a poem about these three guys on the Cubs that just so well on double plays. I think they set a, a record in the number of double plays. So there was a poem of just Trevor's to Evans to Lee. You know, that's like the name of the poem. That's funny. Something like that. And so it's just nostalgia. You know, yeah. everyone. The nostalgia the factor old for Brooklyn sure. Brooklyn Dodgers. Yes. Um, yeah. So another another baseball season coming gone. And uh, I, I'm. Uh, I remember going to an Astros game when we lived in Texas, and that was when the uh-huh. Astros were bad. Uh-huh. They were really bad. Everybody was cr- cracking jokes at them. So, like, these past few years, they've been good, and they've mm-hmm. been in the series, and they've won it. It's been fun. It's been yeah. fun to watch, you know, kind of cheering them. Gone we as... have some memories. I mean, we went to New York, yes. saw the Yankees-Boston game. Yes. We have some good baseball memories. Yeah. There have been some good ones there. But, yeah, so the congratulations to the – Washington Nationals from the Dewey and Goop podcast. Who's your MVP of the series, Ryan? You know, I my MVP is it have to be this series or just like of the run for yeah, the, the World Series MVP, man. Um, I don't know, Eaton. Okay, I don't, I haven't watched enough to know. So, <laughs> and I really just said Eaton because just like thirty seconds ago they put up MVP Eaton. candidate. Oh, there you go. Name. Uh, Rendon, he had a big, he had some, yeah. I think that's hey, how you said it. Hudson had a baby right before the World Series started, so like, MVP, man. He Congratulations just, to the new edition. He's the real MVP. Right there. Right? There you go. No. Okay. Um, all right, so we're going to transition now, continue on with, uh, we're going to talk a little college football real quick. Yeah. Um, Ryan, you're a big, big Alabama fan. Roll Tide. Um, Alabama's now number two in the nation, second best team in the land. It is. Um, Tua Tongavailoa, Tagavailoa. We're just gonna call him, refer to him Tua. as Tua. We're on first name basis. Mm-hmm. He can call me Dewey. He can I'll call, call him you. Tua. I'll call him Tua. Exactly. Um, he is. Uh, he had a high ankle sprain a couple weeks ago. They Alabama started their backup last week. They still won handily, but they're playing Arkansas. Yeah, they're playing Arkansas. That wasn't much. I mean, they Tua went down against Tennessee, and for a little bit, it looks like Alabama Man, was struggling against Tennessee. Tennessee blew that that goal Mac- goal line oh, fumble. God. I had never seen a coach get so mad, and I thought the coach. So, for those who don't know the play, Tennessee's on the goal line, and I want to say like not only the was, goal line, they're like the six inch mark. It was twenty eight to thirteen. Tennessee's about to score a touchdown. Yeah, they're to like on the six-inch. To, to cut it to one yeah. possession. So the quarterback gets the ball from the hike, and he decides he's going to go up and over the pile because they're so close. So you really yeah. just got to cross the plane. But he somehow just throws the ball to Alabama. Fumbles it, yeah. yeah but fumbles a loose term. He really just gave it to Alabama and <laughs> said, here. Alabama picks it up. And runs it 100 yards for, for a touchdown. touchdown. Yep, so it goes from almost should be one possession game. 
to a 35-13 lead, mm-hmm. and the game's essentially over. And the coach is chewing the guy out. Yeah, he ripped into him. It and, was incredible. And I thought the coach was a little, you know, probably like... You're Maybe a little aggressive. A little aggressive. But then the analysts started analyzing the play, and you see linemen are pulling. Uh, running backs going oh, really? up a hole. And so you actually see... They had called a handoff to a running back, and everyone executed but the quarterback. He decided, I got this. Really? And he ran his own play without telling anybody else. That's ridiculous. And so when you see that, I'm like, okay, the coach, you could get mad. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Anyway, so Alabama, they've been the best team in the nation forever, but they just dropped in the rankings as... Well, it was Clemson forever until they barely beat North Carolina. Beat them by one. And then um, they also, um, LSU has been playing extremely well. They've played some big opponents. Yeah, they've they've come up with some big wins. They have a win over Auburn. They have a win over Texas on the road. Um, Florida. LSU, they've always been suspect because of their offense. But their offense is good this year. They've changed their offense. Mm -hmm. Um, I never really knew... A lot about LSU, but I've always heard everyone talk about LSU, like how LSU plays football. This yeah. is how LSU plays football, which is you're just, we run it, classic, old school football. Kind of like how Alabama used to play football yeah. before Tua. Right? And and so this year, they've actually changed it. It's a lot, I wouldn't call it air raid, but it's a lot more passes. They're airing more, it out. Well, they yeah. finally have a quarterback that can actually do something. True. Instead of relying on these game managers. Um, Joe Burrow is a legit Heisman candidate. Mm-hmm. The Ohio State transfer, he's got a little swagger about him, talking trash to Texas. I, I saw and his Texas wave um, you know, at the end. Yeah, he's uh, he's 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 kind he's kind of fun for the game. I like him. I I don't I don't necessarily care for all of his antics, but yeah. it, but it's fun. It's fun to talk about. Um, so LSU Alabama is that game next week? Uh, not this week, but next week, because they're yeah. both on a bye. Oh, so, really? Which is nice. They're both coming off a bye. That'll be really good. So, yeah, mark that down. November 9th. That'll it's be a big game. going to be a heck of a game. Um, so, let's see. Also rounding out the, t- the top 10, top 5 from the college football rankings, you got Ohio State, Clemson. Clemson's been beating everybody, but they haven't really played anybody. No, yeah. They don't really have anyone They've struggled a little bit. You know, with some of their some of their teams and stuff, and so it's been kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Ohio State has looked really good. Um, they just beat Wisconsin up they handily. They smashed Wisconsin. Um, so you know they they were on a crash course for the playoff probably. Oklahoma was looking good too until um, they choked this last week. Yeah, Man. I mean the Heisman front runner was Hurts, yes. the old Alabama quarterback who transferred. He was just killing it. Yes. And he was doing really good at OU. And then this last week, they lost to uh, Kansas, Kansas State. State. Yeah, Kansas State took it to them. They, I watched the third quarter of that game where they scored all their points. Mm-hmm. It was crazy just to see um, Oklahoma not being able to do anything. They were just handcuffed, it seemed like. So the question I have for you, Andrew, um, that's kind of how the top teams were doing. Um, for the playoffs... Everyone is wondering, can the Pac-12 get two teams in the playoffs? Oh, my, no. Yeah. Two teams? Oregon and Are Utah. Are you serious? No. Why, why, how and why would they get two teams? Who, who said that? Uh, there's ESPN analysts have been asking, can no. they? They can get maybe one team. Maybe. But if they do, they'll be the four seed. But there's no way that two teams can get in. 
Because you got so like right now, Oregon and Utah are both in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Oregon's sitting at seven, Utah's at nine, but like they're gonna have to play. I mean, Utah is playing Washington this weekend. That's yeah. a tough game on mm-hmm. the road. Um, they're gonna end up facing each other in the in the champion Pac-12 championship game if they you know you know can both keep that up. And uh, there's there's no way that they would be like oh well the loser's still good enough to be in the playoff yeah especially when you have teams in front of them like Penn State well, they, and Florida everyone, everyone keeps trying to say but like at the beginning of the college football season there was a lot of members of the Pac-12 in the top 25 yeah they actually had the most I'd like to note that at this point in the season there's only three of them in the top 25 yeah. So they can talk about how it was back then, but no one actually maintained. They all decided to just start doing this domino of we beat you, but you lost to them, but we beat them, but we lost to you. Well, if you want to play that game, I mean, Toledo should be like number should <laughs> should win the Pac-12 or USF should because you know USC beat Utah, yeah. but BYU beat USC, but yeah. USF beat. And them, that's, that's you know the I mean? crazy thing. I I don't so. follow their logic on that. But I laugh that leave it to the Pac-12 to kind of screw things up because like Oregon barely beat Washington State. I yeah. was watching that game and I was so hoping Washington State would pull out a victory to just mess the Pac-12 even that much more. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Pac-12 they might get one team in barely, but somebody else is gonna have to lose because I think Bama and LSU that'll be a good one. But if they both win out, still they both make it. Yeah, but see, like Bama and LSU will play each other, so one of them's gonna have a loss. Yeah. And with that, I don't think both teams would make it into the college playoffs. I, I think I, you have a better chance of a big, t- not a Big Ten team getting or a Big Ten getting two teams in. I no, I think they take two two big um, two SEC teams over two Big Ten teams. Really? Like you could you could have Bama LSU be one mm-hmm. and the other one be a four. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then they play each other in the semis again, right? Yeah. Um, and we were watching the Jazz game now, and Donovan Mitchell just skied to the hoop. And he got fouled. Oh, did he get fouled? I think so. I don't know. Uh, no. I'm hoping he didn't get hurt. No, he's not hurt. Anyway, jazz, jazz, jazz are up on the Clippers now. Um, so it's a fun game to watch. Good sports night. Oh, because he got pushed in the back there. That was weak. Um, anyway, so college football. It's uh, it's going to be a banger of a year. A banner of a year. Not yeah. a banger. Yeah, maybe a banger. But, um, yeah, so let's talk a little jazz now since we're watching the jazz, you know? Bring them up. How about them jazz? How about them jazz? Does the guy still say that? You know, Hot Rod Hundley is No, dead. That, that was not Hot Rod. That was, that was the arena announcer. Oh, that was it? Yeah. Bring them on out. How about them jazz? Maybe he does. I haven't been to a jazz game in so long. Which, I, think, I think they got a new arena announcer. Oh, well, they got Just a barely. new arena pretty much. Yeah. Which led to big news. The, the All-Star game. Jazz are getting the All-Star game. That's true. That's a big one. So, uh... Depending on the success of the Doing Goop podcast, maybe we'll broadcast from <laughs> the All-Star well. Game in 2023. So, yes, please send your donations to A. Debbie yeah. on Venmo. We're uh, working on <laughs> you know gathering donations now. It takes yes. five years to save up. Probably. If you just think if you did a dollar a month <laughs> from now until... 20, was it 2023? 2023. We'll put you on a subscription service. Yeah. We'll take five bucks from your Just, account every month. I'll take you take $1 a month. That's $1. 60, 60 bucks. There you go. But if we, eh, no, that wouldn't make it. Anyway, um, the Jet NBA, it's coming out hot. 
Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid got in a fight tonight. Oh, they went at it. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. I hate Joel Embiid, though. I'm not an Embiid fan. I hate Ben Simmons. And I know 100% it's just because he beat Mitchell. <laughs> because he's not a rookie. Right? I don't care what you say, Ben Simmons. Has he made a three-pointer yet? Everyone says he's going to make one this year. But he hasn't yet. So, I just uh, hope the Sixers lose. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, NBA's playing well. The... Uh, the Jazz projected to be top tier yeah. in the West. Um, Mike Conley's had real poor shooting so far, but he was the exciting pickup that we had, but he just hasn't been performing. One well. of the exciting because yeah. Bo Young Bogdanovich. Oh, man, he was dude's shooting lights out. He's been playing really well. Yeah, and so I think yeah. Um, the, just it'll just take some some time for the Jazz to gel. Surprise, Jazz player. Moutier. Yeah. Because we everyone really He's had some good games. Moutier would just be kind of riding the plane. When he when he tries to do too much, like tries to take over or whatever, but when he plays like within the the constrictions that um Quinn Snyder has set, you know, mm-hmm. plays within the in the his role and stuff, he does really well. But when he's like tries to take, like I've seen a few possessions here where he just comes down and he shoots it. Yeah. And uh that's not exactly the shot you want. No. But no, he's he's played well. He's got he's got some ability. Um, if they can just harness that, you know. Yeah. Um, Donovan Mitchell's been playing really well. Rudy Team USA time for Mitchell was mm-hmm. s- super beneficial for the Jazz. Rudy's been playing pretty good. He had a big night the other night, went 11 for 12 from the line, which was really big. Um, Joe Ingles still needs to shoot more. Yeah. That's always been kind of the knock on him, right? But, yeah, the, j- the Jazz are positioned very nicely. If they can, um, you know, just kind of – Gel together here, you know, between now and Christmas, yeah. that'll be key, um, you know, to pl- to play those games and yeah. uh, to get ready to go down the home stretch. And granted, it's at the very beginning of the season. Some surprises of the NBA season. Um, I don't know how the Timberwolves fared tonight, but so far the Timberwolves haven't they lost. They, I believe they lost to the Sixers. Okay, so their first loss. They everyone... were down. They were down twenty when the fight happened. Okay, so. yeah. So everyone's trying to say like, oh, maybe the Timberwolves will be something this year. I think they won't because nope. you know there was there was a lot of hopes for the Kings as well coming yeah. in, but they they built they've lost. Pelicans haven't won yet, but Zion Williamson is yes. not playing. That's true. Um, also, the Suns have been surprisingly pretty good. Yeah. Um, so scary Halloween thing, scary NBA team. Mm-hmm. I watched that opening game of Clippers versus Lakers. Yeah. And this Clipper team is a scary team. And they don't they're not even at full strength. No. Paul George wasn't even playing in that game. Yeah. But and part of it was like Rondo wasn't playing, so LeBron had to play point, which was a little weird. Beverly he, he really basically does anyway. Beverly really got at him yeah. playing the point. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think yeah, I I may put Kawhi Leonard as the scariest player, professional player right now. He's just the way he controls a game. Part of it is you don't know what he's thinking. No, he shows no emotion. Silent assassin, you know, shows no emotion. Yeah, and he just goes out and goes to work on you, right? So, so yeah, that's uh, it's uh, it's. Should should be a very entertaining season, um, with all these scary players and plays mm-hmm. and whatever else. Not the West is stacked. Yep. Just, so, yep. Should be should be pretty good. So uh, that concludes our Halloween special. Halloween special of the Dewey and Goop House of Horrors. 
on the Dewey and Goop podcast. So hopefully, maybe maybe we'll podcast more regularly. Maybe we won't. For now, we just like to make it a keep it keep it occasional, right? Keep it kind of you know loose. Exactly. So yeah, until next time, enjoy your occasional sports and our occasional podcast, and have a happy Halloween. Oh, 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 oh,